Welcome to Spotlight by Play Craig. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! A podcast that shines some light on amazing people in the baseball world. Deja vu all over again, as uh, Yogi Berra would say. Introducing your host and the founder of Play Crate, Josh Ben. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Spotlight, a podcast where we shed some light on people in the baseball and softball community. This could be anyone from players, coaches, entrepreneurs, and anyone who has an interesting story that we can learn from. Today, we have a a really awesome guest. We work with her all the time. Um, You guys are all going to know what company she's with as well. She's the communications manager for all physical products at Tops. She's been with Tops for over four years and previously worked for the Major League uh, Players Association, Emily Kless. Welcome to the show. Super happy to have you. Hey, Josh. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. Uh, love everything that Plate Crate has been doing. I know that uh, the lucky March subscribers are getting some Tops cards in their boxes. So that's exciting this month, but uh, really happy to join you today. Thanks again. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, and we do have the, I mean, we can just get right into our partnership for this month, but there are going to be, there's Tops cards already in the crate. They're going out. People like go crazy when we say that we're working with tops. They're like everyone. We're not necessarily like a memorabilia type of um, subscription. We have a lot of like training aids, but everyone wants tops cards. It's crazy. I mean, it's not that crazy because you guys have such a cool product. Um, But yeah, people are really, really excited about March. You know, tops and baseball are just so synonymous. I think at this point that it's really hard to talk about baseball without talking about baseball cards. And what's really cool is that this year is our 70th anniversary of our baseball, our annual baseball product. So the first annual set came out in 1951, which is just when you really take a step back to think about it and think about how a company can persevere for that long and be around 70 years later, stronger than ever. It's really an amazing thing. So um, I'm glad to hear that everyone who, who gets their play crate loves getting the tops cards in the boxes. But uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a great time to be a collector, be part of our hobby. It's, uh, you know, incredibly hot right now, which is really awesome thing. And of course, the timing with our 70th anniversary couldn't be better. Yeah, I mean, I was I was on the site, you know, I go on the site all the time just to see what you guys are doing. And you're working with so many cool artists. But, you know, in preparation just for this interview, I was like, let me learn a, a little bit more about Tops and the history. And you guys didn't even start off as a memorabilia company. You guys start off as a, a family owned gum company 70 years ago. And I think it's so crazy how how that pivoted. I mean, do you know much about like the history of Tops and, and when that pivot happened? Yeah, you know, I think it was in 1938. It started in the kitchen of a Brooklyn apartment and <laughs> you had your, you know, penny penny a piece or tab gum, piece of gums and uh, and pieces of Laffy Taffy. And what some people also don't know is uh, hankering on the candy side of things. We we still own Bazooka brands mm-hmm. and Bazooka is also a, a monster in the confectionery mm-hmm. uh, side of things. So, you know, ring pops and all of the pops and the uh, various products that Bazooka comes comes out with, um, you know, that's still part of top. So even though both brands have kind of, um, you know, built their way up over the past 70 years, it's still when it comes down to it, just baseball cards and bubble gum. And that's a, a beautiful <laughs> thing at the end of the day. Some things just never go out of style. And I don't think baseball cards and bubble gum will ever go out of style. I mean, even 
even just saying baseball cards and bubble gum, it just gives me like a rush of nostalgia. I'm like, I got to go put a baseball card in my, like my bicycle wheel spoke and chew some gum and like right around the block. Like that's the feeling I get when you just said baseball cards and bubble gum. And it's, it's true. And even though like everything's going in a much different direction now with, with, uh, with, with digital uh, memorabilia and all these different items, um, you know, there's so much more um, ways to become a fan of, uh, of, of your players. And actually like I, I had this set for the, the end of the interview, but um, we can go into it now to start, um, to, you know, tops has said it proudly fosters an enduring connection between fans and their heroes. And, you know, I thought that was a really eloquent way of, of, of talking about these baseball cards. It's something more than just a card. Um, you know, you guys are fostering relationships and connections. Um, can you maybe elaborate on what that means? For yeah, I, I think, you know, you even elaborated on it because it's the feeling. That's exactly what it is. Tops is the feeling that you get when you open up a pack of cards, uh, you know, find your favorite players. It's the feeling of nostalgia, but it's the feeling of, hey, I got my favorite player on a card or I, I got my least favorite player on a card. And that still evokes a feeling, right? It's all about the experience that you get. And I think recently what Tops has done a pretty good job at, at doing is bringing that experiential aspect into the products themselves. So I'll give you a quick example. Um, we have our series one product this year, which is our annual, our flagship product, your, the classic card you think of when you think of a baseball card. And there are 50 total tickets between series one and series two that if you pull that ticket, you get invited alongside a guest to our 70th anniversary party, right? So e even though it seems like a silly thing or a silly promotion, it actually is just, it's, you know, really hankering on that experiential side of tops. Anytime you go to an event, uh, Comic-Cons, of course, before the world decided to be the world, but um, Comic-Cons, MLB <laughs> All-Star Games, NHL All-Star Games, Topps has an immense presence there. And people always love coming up to the Topps booth, no matter where we are. Um, and it's really cool to see how much of a delight that Topps brings to, to people and fans, no matter what you're a fan of, whether it's WWE, or Star Wars or MLB. We have a varying line of soccer products such as Bundesliga, UEFA Champions League, MLS. I mean, the list is just expansive. We recently released our first ever Formula One uh, trading card product, which is a huge, huge, uh, um, you know, not even just for the, the fandom of it, but the actual league itself is, is just massive, ex extends globally. So um, there's really something for everyone at Tops, which I think is a, a cool part about it. It's not just all about baseball cards. It's not all about bazooka bubblegum. There's, there's really uh, something for everyone. But yeah, it's just that feeling that you get when you open up a pack of cards. There's no better feeling. And um, recently we had our Series 1 RIP party which was to launch our series one collection and also celebrate our 70th anniversary. So as part of this rip party, which was all virtually broadcast from the top social channels, what we did was we invited players all the way from Juan Soto to Ryan Sandberg to Fergie Jenkins, Mark McGuire, Don Mattingly, you name it. Um, the player was there, Chipper Jones, I, I can go on and on. And we actually had them open up packs of cards through the decades of tops, mm -hmm. which was so cool, A, because you're seeing cards from the 1960s come out of fresh packs and it's none other than Chipper Jones or John Smoltz opening them. But uh, you're also just seeing how excited that baseball players themselves, no matter if you're a Hall of Famer or you're 
an eight-year-old child, you get that same delight and excitement out of opening up baseball cards. And that's really what where the connection lies, is the feeling that everyone gets when they think about Tops, when they're opening up Tops products. Um, it's just such a cool thing. And it's a really, it's really cool to be a part of. Yeah, that is so cool. And like, what a what a great name for a party too, a rip party. I mean, it just makes me want to open like 20 packs of cards as fast as I can and see what <laughs> I get. <laughs> yeah, um, that is that is so cool. And, um, you know, I was going to talk about, um, you know, there's been um, a lot of unpackings, right? There's, there's, um, there's a lot of athletes that are like coming back to baseball cards, coming back to all of the tops cards, and they're using, you know, their social media to, to unwrap these cards. Um, you know, what, what's that been like working with these new athletes who I feel like are from a younger generation where, you know, tops is coming back around memorabilia is coming back around. Um, you know, what's that been like working with all these athletes and seeing all these athletes kind of really driving this very organic resurgence of, of sports memorabilia, which, you know, tops is such a big leader in, but what, how's that played a role maybe in, in communications, which is your job and marketing? Um, and what's that been like? Absolutely. I can say it makes my job pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. When you see, uh, you know, Chris Bryant posting his own cards and saying, how cool is this? Um, my job is done. But no, it, it's fantastic. And it's really cool that um, not only in the past year, but for the past really decade, Tops has just been on this on this upward trend. Mm -hmm. And so we're coming off of, you know, in 2019, 2020, some of the best years that Tops has ever had. And it's really cool to see that uh, the players themselves want to be a part of it. They they love opening up packs just as much as we do. Uh, it's really neat to see when players get sent a whole box of cards that they have to sign, that they're actually posting them on their social channels and saying, hey, look at this beautiful card. Look what I get to sign. I think the one thing that almost every single player that I've asked, you know, what was it like to see yourself on a tops card for the first time? they all say something along the lines of it kind of means you made it, right? Yeah. It, it means yeah. that you're there as a big league player to see yourself in a big league uni on a tops card. That's, that's where it all culminates to for a lot of players. So it's really cool to see, of course, the rise of social media has helped tremendously, but it's really cool to see players joining the conversation as well. Um, I mentioned Chris Bryant before because he was part of our RIP party. And during the, the interview that I conducted with him, he just kept saying, are there any autographs in here? I really <laughs> hope I pull an autograph. And I'm like, Chris, you're a collector now. This is exactly what, what I say and our collectors and our fans say. And, and again, back to the whole feeling of it. It's just so much fun opening up a pack of baseball cards. So uh, yeah. yeah, really, really neat to see players get involved in the way that they have and, and the respect that they have for a company like Tops too is just really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, it is such like a, it's just like such a small representation of like these guys have worked for so long to make it to the major leagues. Like it's such a long road. And, uh, and that's like what you dream about when you're like a little kid too, because you open up packs of cards when you're a kid and like one day I'll be on this pack of cards. So, you know, I feel like in my playing career, you just kind of like you, you have tunnel vision. You're like, I'm going to be on a baseball card. I'm going to picture myself walking up the tunnel into like my first major league game. And like, what's that going to feel like? And, um, 
I yeah, love you, watching that. Like you've just got seeing- guys practicing their autographs even, right? You know, so, yeah. so many guys have said to me, you know, I've, I've practiced my autograph since I was in elementary school and I wanted yeah. to be on a tops card. Like all of those kinds of really unique um, ways that got, you know, the players, I should say, think about their cards. And, and mm. like I said, they just respect the fact that they're on one, which I think is really cool and, and respect a company like tops. And uh, it's just, it's neat. It's a really cool thing. That's awesome. Um, you did mention that, you know, tops has been on the rise for, for the past 10 years. Um, I feel like just sports memorabilia is just like in this new wave. It's like a new generation. There's like all this like resurgence of like of, of brands and memorabilia and digital assets and cards and in the secondary market as well. Um, you know, why do you think there's this massive resurgence lately of, of sports memorabilia? Yeah, definitely. Sports cards are hot again. And it's not even just sports cards, I'll add too. It's entertainment products like Garbage Pail Kids, uh, mm-hmm. which is a Topps brand, and Star Wars and WWE. Um, you know, they all have a mass amount of attention around them right now, which is, uh, it's cool. It's a cool time to be part of the hobby. But uh, something that was interesting that I think, you know, just in this small past year when the pandemic happened, we all found ourselves inside. We all found ourselves with no sports on our TVs and we kind of looked around like, what now, right? What do I do? What do I do with my family? What do I do to keep myself busy? And so many people just, you know, took out their old shoebox of baseball cards and started flipping through them. And that, uh, that feeling and that nostalgia was kind of reignited. And so we had this whole resurgence of collectors, probably like yourself and myself, who maybe collected when we were younger and then lost touch with the hobby a little later than life. Now we're back in it again because we're, we're grownups. We have this income to spend. And there was, for a period of time, no sports on our TVs. So Tops had that really unique position of being able to just connect fans to their favorite players like we were saying before collect you know connect them to their favorite players connect them to their favorite sports when in this past year we were kind of devoid of all that so mm-hmm. um then you have, of course have documentaries like the last dance which uh you know w- once you start bringing back that those old feelings people start saying hey, I, I had a ticket to that game. I wonder where it went, right? Mm. Or, oh, you know what? This guy signed a card for me at spring training however many years ago. I wonder where that card is now. So, so you have a lot of people um, you know, thinking along the lines of memorabilia just because of what you're seeing in, in the media. And uh, it's just so cool. Um, every single person that I talk to loves to tell me their story about how they began collecting. And that's the coolest part about the hobby is that while we're all one and all, you know, one place to collect cards, everyone still has their own unique story about how they got there, or maybe even their own unique story about what they like to collect, whether Mm. it's a certain team, certain player, people building out entire sets. It's just, it's fascinating stuff when you get to talk to our collectors about it. And uh, yeah, it's great to see though. Like I said, for, for, being in our sev- the year of our 70th anniversary of our annual baseball card set, the momentum and the spotlight that are on trading cards, both in sports and entertainment is amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, as you're talking to, I'm like, I'm just going through my childhood and like, I had cards that were passed down to me from, from like so long ago, like, like sixties, fifties tops cards, um, and then, you know, I, I obviously played baseball. So, you know, friends and family, they'd be like, you know, my father had these cards, but like, we're not collectors. Do you want them? So I, I developed this like massive baseball card collection. And I remember just going through each one and organizing them and putting, putting them in books 
and just being so proud of, um, of, of like some of the finds that I got. And I used to buy them at yard sales when I was a little kid and it was so much fun. And then it just kind of like stopped for a little while. Like I went on with my life. I got a little bit older. I went to college, all these things. I didn't have the cards with me because uh, they were in storage or my parents' house. And, um, and now it's like so much fun to just see it coming back. And, and I love the part too, where, you know, just to kind of tie in what we were talking about earlier, where you guys are facilitating this, this relationship with people's, uh, you know, for, for fans um, to build this communication, this relationship with their heroes. Um, and there's so many digital products coming out. Like it, it's, it's undoubtedly taking like a bunch of different directions from just playing cards, like playing cards seem very, or sorry, sports cards just seem very simple baseball cards, but now we're going into, we talked a little bit before the interview about um, NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens, um, which are built on blockchain, which we're, we do not have to dive into. But um, the point being is, I feel like, you know, this different, these different apps and different technologies and different companies and, um, you know, um, all this new um, technology and all this funding going into sports is creating different avenues. Um, could you just maybe talk about some of those different avenues and maybe what your thoughts on are on them? Yeah, of course. It's really cool to see a company as old as Tops being in the forefront of something as new as digital collectibles. Mm -hmm. I, I came into <laughs> Tops uh, four years ago. I was in the mobile apps division. And when I first got to Tops, I had to say, wait a minute, you mean that I can own a digital trading card, have it right in my phone. My entire collection is in my mobile app in my phone. I can trade it with anyone around the world, which is the beauty of the mobile apps. You can trade it with anyone that's also in the app. You can keep your whole collection. You can display it the way you want to. Uh, it, it was something that I had to wrap my head around at first because mm -hmm. you think of baseball cards and you just think of your classic cardboard. But now, you know, Tops has, I believe, eight mobile apps where you can own and trade trading cards from your phone from MLB to Disney to Marvel to NHL, uh, WWE. I mean, it's it's really cool, the properties that we actually have in our apps. And of course, we're now on the blockchain. Just in this past year, we put our Garbage Pail Kids on the blockchain, which is uh, such a new venture and really, really neat. And one cool thing too, uh, that I was really impressed with what the team did. Just the other week, we released a Garbage Pail Kids, a physical product that was called Food Fight. And inside Food Fight were promo cards about the blockchain collectibles. So it was kind of, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to venture to say it was the first time that maybe something like this has happened, but it's definitely new. It's, you know, the fact that you could open up physical cards and all of a sudden have a promo card about, hey, what I just collected in my hand, I can also collect on the blockchain. I can also own it as a digital asset. Um, I just thought that was a really cool tie-in with the way that the uh, brand team handled the product and, of course, giving some love to blockchain. So that was really neat. I, I can't wait to see what's next. There's so much that, you know, trends in digital that comes and goes so quickly. So uh, I'm sure the next venture is right around the corner. But it's definitely a whole nother world. Um, and our, our mobile apps team, I can say, just does a really awesome job about the, the different content they put out. You can also think about it in, in the way too that within our mobile apps, you have flourishes and you have video cards that have audio to them and all these different levels of collectibles that you don't quite think of when you have a piece of cardboard in your hand, right? The two and a half by three and a half piece of cardboard, um, the way that Tops has expanded upon that 
both in the physical space with some of our really unique products, like using Chrome technology and whatnot, but also in, in the digital space as well. It's so, so neat to see how it's evolved and how Tops continues to be a major player in it. Yeah, it's so cool. And I can't wait to see how it plays out. I mean, it is still like very much at the beginning. A lot of these, um, you know, NFTs are, are brand new. They're still in beta. But like, again, I can't wait to see what how technology further connects people with their heroes. Like you guys, like you guys said from the beginning, it seems like you guys are going down that path and, and just focusing on kind of that core mission, which is so cool. Um, which I guess kind of leads me into the next question. Um, you know, there's a ton of memorabilia companies. There's, there's a lot of other um, trading card companies. Like I think a lot of them died out of the past few years, but you know, why, why tops, why is tops just kind of exceeded you know, past all these other companies and just had 70 years in business is crazy. Like why has Topps been around for 70 years? Why are you guys different? Yeah, I think the name of the game for us is innovation. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of digital apps, <laughs> digital assets, right? It's all about innovation, but it's also innovation within our, within the product lines itself. So, um, you know, introducing autographs, while it seems pretty common to us now, it was an amazing thing that happened a, a while ago when all of a sudden, hey, wait, I can get someone's actual autograph on a baseball card when I open a pack. And then you introduce game-used apparel, um, game-used bats, game-used jerseys, all these different pieces that you can actually put in a relic and collect those cards. So all these different steps along the way that we've taken to continue elevating what a baseball card could be, um, it's innovation that's kept tops at the forefront. And most recently, our Project 70, and you touched on it earlier with the various artists that we work with, that is another level of innovation that reimagines what a baseball card could be. Um, Project 70, we have 51 artists, which uh, harkens back to our 1951 set, and they are each recreating 20 baseball cards that they can reimagine in any way that they'd like. So they can pick the player, they can pick the design, uh, the, the tops year, I should say, that the player is going to be featured on, and then they put their own artistic spin on it. So you'll see guys like Aaron Judge on a 1969 design, which you would have never seen before, or maybe Babe Ruth on a 2018 design, right? So it's it's this really cool um, mashup of baseball cards and again, just reimagining what they could be, uh, just so neat. And as part of Project 70, the list of artists is incredible. Um, we've got big names like Snoop Dogg, that's part of the project. <laughs> Uh, to Alex Party, whose card just dropped today and has this really um, strange, horror-filled, gorgeous uh, artwork, to Fuchi, to Sophia Chang, to, I mean, the list goes on of 51 artists, but all of their styles are so uniquely different. And I think when you put together an, an art gallery, you want variety, right? And so being able to, for our collectors to not know what the next drop is going to be, who, who the artist is going to be, what the player, what the design, it just keeps fans on their toes, keeps people guessing and uh, the ideas to surprise and delight. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, innovation is the name of the game and, and everything we do the next year, we say, how can we do this better? That's fantastic. And I mean, I was on the site earlier and I, I, I had to look at every card and every artist. Um, cause the, the artist that you mentioned with the horror, um, as I was scrolling through, I mean, so much variety, 
there's so many different artists. I just felt like that was such a cool representation of of combining um, memorabilia and art, which I, you know, there's a massive design component to your tops cards. Like people just think you take a photo, you throw it on a card, and at the end of the day, it's it's the photo that's valuable. But it's really not. There's a lot that goes into making a baseball card. I'm assuming and a lot of different designs and the way that they feel in your hand and the texture and in and, um, and the way that, you know, you look at a card and, and it evokes some type of emotion, which gives you that relationship with the player. Um, and I saw a couple of those cards and I was like, that looks, I think it was like a Ricky Henderson card or something. And it was like an older, it looked like an older card, but it had this like new wave of, uh, of design on it. And I was like, I want that card. I don't know why I want it, but like, that's like such a cool card. Um, and I was like, I'm falling right into this like project 70 because it, the, these cards are so cool. They're little art pieces from these amazing artists from around the world. That's exactly it. And I think too, as we've seen with sneakerheads and as this wave of street art and streetwear and urban art has really come to prominence, this is just the perfect mixture of culture and baseball cards. Um, Project we, we had Project 2020 last year, which was a very similar concept. There was 20 artists, um, each recreating 20 baseball cards. However, those cards were uh, determined beforehand that it would be a, you know, 2011 Mike Trout, right, his rookie card or, or what have you. But with this, it gives so much more freedom to the artists that they can choose their players, players that they may have a connection to or a connection to their favorite city where they come from um, and then they get to choose the design so if a design from the 50s is speaking to uh, you know one of the artists yet a player that's like a Ronald Acuna Jr. who is so fresh in our game right now um, you combine that together and you just get such a unique collectible and, and along the lines of collectibles what I like about Project 70 is that each card, I believe we drop three each weekday. So those cards are only on sale for about 72 hours or so. Um, once they're taken off sale, they're not printed again. So it automatically adds this extra collectible element to it because however many we print is however many exist. And like the FOMO is real. <laughs> I'm like, can you do card? With the, with the teeth, I was like, that is such a cool piece of art. And you're not just collecting baseball, you're collecting that artist. Because what I, what I noticed was that's a really great piece of art or a really cool design. Who's this artist? And I started clicking on the artist and looking up the artist. And I was like, I just went down a rabbit hole with these like incredible artists I've never seen. And you're almost getting a two for one collectible. You're getting something on the, on the, the MLB side with this player that you love, but you're also getting introduced to a different type of memorabilia and collectible, which are artists and, and whatever art form or whatever media they have. So it's, I felt like that was just, you get so much value in terms of memorabilia, especially you're, you're getting a new relationship with a new artist, um, even though you might not be a fan of you know, their type of art before, you're just getting this introduction through baseball, which I thought was just so cool and ingenious. Yeah, it is neat. I, I mean, I've bought art prints from some of the artists that I was introduced to in 
Project 2020 and they're back for more in Project 70. It's it's funny to way, the way that um, Tops has not only introduced our fans to the idea of various artists, but those artists have introduced their fans to the idea of baseball cards as well. So you're kind of have these two uh, really different types of collectors, whether it's an art collector, a card collector, and they're coming together for Project 70. And it's uh, it's just, it's been a really cool thing to, to watch come to life. Um, I am so lucky that I get to work with a great group of people that bring these cards to life every single day, work with the artist, make sure it aligns with the artist's vision, with Top's vision. It's, it's really an unbelievable um, project from start to finish. And it's going to be massive, right? You have 51 artists each recreating 20 or so cards. I mean, there's just going to be something new every single day, which is, it's exciting to see the, the fan feedback and the collector reaction to some of these art pieces. And um, Alex Party, like you mentioned, the Ronald Acuna Jr. today, I think we definitely blew a lot of, a lot of minds with that one. And yeah, I'm proud cool. that we can, you know, get Alex Party some new fans through, through Topps's lens. So cool. Um, you guys are definitely on the forefront of innovation. And I know 2021 is probably going to look totally different than other years because of COVID. So, you know, maybe take us through like what, what's going on. I mean, you guys m can't necessarily be on the fields taking photos. So I feel like 2021 is going to be like uh, a, like a crazy, I guess, vintage of tops cars. Cause they're going to be different. Right. Um, yeah. What, yeah. What's 2021 going to look like? You nailed it. Um, I'm not sure if, if we have video that our, our listeners here will see video, but I did bring a couple of cards that I thought emulated our 2021 set really well. And I'll give you an example. Um, this one says, do it for the fans and the fans are the cutouts, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's cards like that. There's cards like Vladdy whipping out the uh, hand sanitizer <laughs> after the game. Uh, there's cards of Mookie that says hands up, masks on, right? Masks up. Um, so there's all these really unique uh, cards that are in our 2021 set that just pay, you know, they, they document 2020. They document exactly what the season was like in 2020, which was guys playing with masks on, which was, um, you know, socially distant celebrations. You're, you're, it says walk off apart on the bottom of, of this card, right? So, so the, the brand team, I thought, just um, really thought well about how they were going to capture 2020 in our 2021 set. And uh, I think they definitely came through. Um, of course, photography was different. It was a bit limited uh, just because of the amount of people that they let into the ballparks this past year. So it was a challenge to put 2021 tops together, but it's exactly what you would think of when you think of the 2020 baseball season. Yeah, which is wild because you're not going to look back and that's just going to, I feel like just like rush and flood memories from, from this year of how crazy of a year it was for, for everybody. I mean, no matter what industry you're in, whether, whether sports you play, like everything was just so crazy. And I love that you guys kind of, you didn't stay away from that and try to do the same old thing. You just steered right into it. And you're like, this is what's happening. Let's just document it the way it is because that's you're not changing history, I guess. You're just documenting it, which is, is, is really cool. And I feel like I need to get my hands on some of those cards because in 20 years, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wish I, I got them right now. 
<laughs> that's exactly it. Um, they're, they're collectible just because of the content that is on the card itself. And like you said, we definitely didn't shy away from it. We documented, and that's what we aim to do. We aim to just document the season for exactly how it plays out. And 2020 was a different one. And now you've got baseball cards with, you know, Vladdy Jr. pouring hand sanitizer out. And um, that's the kind of stuff that we're going to remember in, you know, like you said, 20 years from now, when we go back and we look at our collections and think, wow, we were there for that and Topps documented it. Yeah, so cool. Um, so I want to go options I got for you. Um, and then I'm going to hand the mic over to you and we want to hear about, you know, everything about Topps, how to get, how to get involved, where, you know, what you guys are working on, a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I usually ask questions kind of about you individually, which, which I would, I would love to do, but I kind of wanted to steer more into tops uh, because you have so much insight. And I feel like people just want to learn more about tops, not just about the cards you make, but about the company as a whole. Um, so this question might come off a little bit weird because it's usually geared towards a person and now it's kind of towards a company. Um, but basically knowing what you know now, what advice would you give tops 20 years ago? 20 years ago, um, which is an arbitrary number. You pick 10 years ago, pick 30 years ago, like whatever fits. Yeah. I mean, as far as tops goes, you can even pick 40 or 50 years ago because in the eighties and nineties, you had so much production of baseball cards. Mm -hmm. Right. And we had almost an overproduction and now we're getting to the point again, where the, the demand for baseball cards is huge. So it's really, how do you teeter that scale and make sure that your collectors are happy and you're not oversaturating the market? Um, you know, all really interesting stuff that thankfully I don't have to deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> and I give our, our all our uh, brand team and finance team, you know, all the credit in the world for how they're really able to manage that that fine bubble that we're in right now. Um, but yeah, my advice, I, I guess it's hard hard to give advice, but um, you know, don't don't change a thing is my advice because the mistakes are just as important as the successes, right? And that's how you learn and that's how you grow as the company. So it's it's kind of important to make mistakes and to understand what you did wrong and how you can do it better. And like I said before, with innovation really being the name of the game, it's all about how we can do it better. And um, if it's already perfect, it can't get much better, right? So the mistakes are good to learn along the way. There's always bumps, there's always challenges. And uh, you know, it's all about thinking ahead and and thinking what you can do to improve on, on what you're doing now, but in the next year. I think that's great advice. <laughs> uh, for sure. I mean, you guys can't innovate without making mistakes. And it seems like you guys are just fearless with innovation and, and trying things and really, you know, so still focused on that, on that core mission that you guys have, which I think is so amazing. Um, what's your favorite tops card ever? Wow, that's like asking who my favorite child is, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I've got I've got a great co collection. Um, I've picked up a lot of awesome cards on the way, um, but I do think that one of my favorites is one that I have right here. Um, it's a Treya Turner. It's numbered three out of three, so there's only three of these cards that exist. And it's from our product called Tops Triple Threads. Now, Triple Threads itself is my favorite product. So if I was to narrow down a favorite, I can give you a favorite product. Uh, Tops Triple Threads is exactly what it sounds like. You get so many relics and threads and pieces of jerseys in the cards themselves. 
But what I think is super interesting about triple threads is that it's where our design team shines. They absolutely shine in triple threads. Um, I'll, sh I'll try and get this in the light here, but it says turning the bases on the actual card itself. And so when you look at it, and of course there's all the relics of the pieces of Treya's jer uh, jersey in there. So when you look at it, you think, oh, turning the bases, maybe Treya Turner, some sort of cool pun. But we always love to flip it over to the back of the card because the back is just as important as the front. And on the back, it says that Trey is the sole player to have uh, 30 stolen bases or more in each of the past four seasons. And so then you think, oh, turning the bases, stolen bases, showing how that he's a leader in stolen bases. And I think it was just a really unique way to go about the card and be able to tie in, tie in the whole design element, actually spell out words in the relic itself, which is a feat in and of itself, yeah. and then be able to tie it into what we all love, which is the stats on the back. So mm -hmm. it's something like this where I feel like tops is the whole package. When you get the design elements, you get the stats on the back and maybe a little Easter egg or something that you would have never expected to see before. You know, Tops just doesn't stop like that. That card like kind of blows my mind, like how much thought and energy and effort and like a, just attention to detail goes into that card. That's so cool. Um, and like there's only three of them like that <laughs> instantly like FOMO is engaged like in my head. I'm like, I want that. I didn't know I wanted that. But now I must have that card. <laughs> um, that's a good card to pick. I'm glad I asked that question. Um, I got one more for you. Um, kind of more of a generalized one. Um, if you had a billboard to reach millions, billions of people in the world, pretty much just a lot of people, and it couldn't be commercial, it couldn't be about tops or anything, um, just, you know, something to get a message out to the world, what would your billboard say? I'm not sure it would say anything, but it would definitely have a photo of two players trading cards um, because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day is the community. And really we call it the hobby. It's the hobby that tops fosters. Um, no matter, like I said, where you are in the world, you can trade tops cards. And like I said before, players love tops cards. So, so my billboard would be of two players trading cards. Um, I think that would perfectly project the message that players, you know, and the people that, that are on these cards love them just as much as we all do. And it's a really interactive hobby. Um, you know, oftentimes you, you don't keep every single card that you open, you trade them to friends, you get something that you like better in return. Um, so really just uh, to show the community element of our hobby and how much enjoyment that anyone can get from opening a pack of cards would definitely have two players trading cards on my billboard. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, Tops is still proudly fostering enduring connection between fans and heroes. That is undeniably true, especially after this talk. Um, Emily, thank you so much for joining. This is so much fun. Like I had so many questions about Tops that I just like, like I get, I'm so like selfish. I get to ask you directly. Like I, I don't, I didn't have to fill out a form. I didn't have to do anything. I was like, I just got to ask the person, um, this is a blast thank you so much i appreciate all the questions and all the thoughtful <laughs> questions um and being able to just share a bit more about the story of tops um like you said it's kind of uh, until you're like oh yeah tops then all of a sudden you want to go buy cards again so any way that for my job as communications manager to be able to reach people that may have forgotten about tops 
that's the goal. And I'm sure so many of the listeners of this podcast, so many of the plate crate, um, you know, who gets the subscription boxes, a lot of them are baseball fans. And if you just mentioned tops, a lot of people say, oh yeah. And then go out (laughs) and find some cards. So that's the beauty of what I get to do is being in front of so many different people, but thank you, Josh, for, for, like I said, all the thoughtful questions and um, you know, it's easy for me to chat about tops. So I'm glad to be able to do it with you. Awesome. Um, well, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Just where can people learn more about tops? Where can people get involved, learn about project 70 project 2020, just everything that you guys are doing. Yes. Tops.com is the place to start. It has everything on there from our traditional hobby trading card products to our new and unique project 70 artistic products. It has all of our tops now cards on there. And, um, speaking of memorabilia has memorabilia on there too, signed, balls and signed jerseys and uh, you name it. There's something for everyone at Tops. And of course, give us a follow on social media. We are at Tops across all of our accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, YouTube's a great place to go if you want to see Chipper Jones opening up packs of cards from the 80s. And uh, yeah, we would love to have everyone, you know, come, come and give us a follow and come and join our hobby. It's a great time to be a collector. Awesome. Emily Kless, thank you so much. Thanks, Josh. Thank you for listening to Spotlight by Play Crane. And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, take care.